What's <laughs> shaking you too much? Welcome to Lords of the Late and Better Than Never box. Uh, sorry we're running late there today, dear boys and girls, but uh, I got the notes a little bit late. I was a tad bit busy with work, but you know what? The show must go on, and you know why? Because why would we deny you free stuff Friday? Why would we? That one too. I got time for Randall Park this week, man, but we're just going to rock it without a gape. So remember, don't just because Matt was late doesn't mean Randall Park gets hosed. Fuck that. I ain't playing that. You got to play me. <laughs> JB ain't fucking around today. Baddest on the microphone apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme, often eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful, it's America's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats, lump of sum like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind ya. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous as the impervious wordsmiths. Hanging out in Rafa's new crib come with the verses. Yeah. All right. 
satisfied. No, honorary like member, show. man. Come right. on. Good for you. Gabe, say what's good to the people. What's up, everybody? It feels like a shaker show now with that. Uh, pay attention. This list is kind of out there. So this yeah. will be an interesting one. Speaking of out there, Laura, say what's good. Whoa. I confess I have not even looked. Why is that funny, JB? Why? I just, You chuckled. <laughs> Out there, because I've been drinking for the last three hours. That's why. All right, all right. I, I this, so I have no idea what this is going to look like, but I'm excited to be here. These guys Me are either. hilarious. Yeah. The notorious JB, JIB, say what's yeah, good. Yeah, you know, there's a, we found a couple breweries near the place, man, and they do like to go <laughs> stuff. I'm just pumped on that. Welcome to the show, everybody. Make sure you comment on last uh, or this last Tuesday show. I think we're giving away some of Laura's books tonight, right? We're going to give away sure. some Laura's books. Let's What's do it. Friday? Friday? You guys have everything dropping tomorrow? Yes. Tomorrow we are dropping World Tree. Uh, World Tree number five. Yes. Remember, World that's what we were going to give away tonight. It's not even released yet. Whoa. Whoa. World Whoa. Tree dibs. Yeah. Wow, talk about exclusives. Nice. All right. Welcome to the comic book shakers of the week. This is this comes from our friends at coverprice.com, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their exclusive daily shakers list. This list changes several times every day. So make sure you check it out every day to review some of the hottest trending books on the market. And let's kick it off with number one. What do we have? These are in alphabetical order, not by any value or anything. So what's uh what do we have for number one? Number one is a B. For Bongo Comics Presents Futurama Comics Number One, San Diego Comic Con International Variant Cover, uh, Bongo to, uh, back in 2000. Futurama is back, baby. This beloved franchise debuted way back in 1999. And of course, uh, followed up with a comic adaptation of this book, an exclusive to San Diego Comic Con back in 2000. San Diego Comic-Con has been a hype springboard for Futurama for years, as if it was canceled, uh, as after it was canceled and revived in 2007, creator Matt Graney released another series of rare variants at San Diego Comic-Con. Well, they, well, they pulled out all the stops this year, with the revival of Futurama once again coming to Hulu. Um, they, they're placing Futurama at the forefront of everybody's minds, one such fan said, hell with it, visiting the aftermarket to secure this book. They dropped a shiny $592 for a CGC 9.8, up almost $100 over its last high sell of $400 last year. This book has uh, greatly, has vacantly, greatly over, wait, this book has, that's a new word that Matt put in here this week. Wait, wait, wait. Vacillated. That sounds naughty. That sounds really nasty. That's why I skipped it. Notice how I was first here and I avoided this read, and you still chose it, Gabe. It is it's vacillating. Yeah, it's vacillating. All right, I know that word. This book has vacillated greatly over the years (laughs) as interest in the series has grown and has grown and waned. Well. If this season, if this new season hits, we could see this book move for even higher, especially if it's not a one-off deal. Well done. Well, man, Bongo uh, Comics Futurama number one uh, from San Diego Comic Con uh, for wow, nine point eight for five point. Uh, oh, this is the two thousand nine, two thousand, two thousand version of San Diego Comic Con for so for uh, five hundred ninety-two bar. 
I believe it was Futurama had the saddest episode I've ever seen before. I don't know if you guys remember this, where he leaves his dog at a place and tells him to stay there, and he goes off into adventure. Or is that the other Rick and Morty? I think it's either. Oh, no, it's it's Futurama. He tells his dog to sit there, and then that's when he gets trapped and goes into the future. And his dog stays there forever until he dies. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's heartbreaking, bro. Come on. He's such a good boy, but he just stays there. That's why it's like such a sad episode. You're like, what just happened? Especially if you're, uh, you know, have fur babies. You're like, oh, man. Do you have a dog, TiVo? I have multiple dogs, yeah. How many dogs do you have? Well, no, throughout the years, I have a, yeah, I have a dog right now. But uh, we put down, let me see, we put down Padme, Leia, and Chewie. The recent one, she doesn't have a Star Wars name one, uh, so we just named her uh, Kimba because she looks like a lion. If you remember, there was an anime in the 70s or 80s called the Kimba the White Lion, which the Lion King basically stole that story for. Uh, so just Google it, it's a thing, Kimba the White Lion. But anyway, another <laughs> stuff. It's gone on to number two. That needs to go in your notebook. All right, number two, we have Fright number three, published by Malibu in 1988. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Your wallets, that is. This book marks the first cover appearance of the iconic Freddy Krueger in comics, and it recently hit an all-time high sale. A CGC 9.4 came to market and quickly sold for 500 bone-chilling smackers. That's quite the jump from its previous all-time high achieved by a fellow CGC 9.4 back in April of this year for $300. There has been a lot of sentimentality brewing sure. for the character as Robert England confirmed this year that he is officially done playing Freddy. Hollywood tried to push forward with another actor, but it never quite hit quite like England's Freddy did. With a recent focus on horror books among the comic community, it's not surprising to see this book command such a price, especially with an excellent cover and sheer limited quantity in high grades on the CGC census. With 42 total on the census, 10 of which being 9.4 grades, followed by eight 9.6s, only one solitary CGC 9.8 is available. If that ever comes to market, one lucky collector opting to pick it up should be prepared for quite the fright when they open their wallets. I remember mm. Fright Number 3 from Malibu, 1988. I remember when, uh, when the first uh, Nightmare on Elm Street came out, and I was, I was in middle school, and it scared the shit out of me. Because, yeah. you know... Cause you can't, you know, you were like, I can't go to sleep or else I'm afraid, you know, is, you know, but then as the movies went on, it kind of got more corny, uh, you know, um, uh, and it, this, this cover me sometimes for some reason sings out, uh, as his name, Tim Vigil, who did Faust, right. I mean, it's that he drew like very detailed black and white comics. If you haven't read Faust, then, uh, don't let your kids read and read yourself. It is a fucking trip. Yeah, that one has oh, some interesting cool. covers too. I've seen a couple of those covers that are like. Wait till you see what's on the inside. Oh boy, oh boy, yeah. Should yeah. you should see the commissions that he does? Yeah, I remember that was one of the trivia songs I asked. Is there's a prevailing song through issue number one that's being that they they keep on singing? It's lyrics to uh, a song sung by both Elvis and Willie Nelson. So, but I always use that trivia. I used that before, I think. All right, what do you have for number three? All right, bear with me, everybody. I found a happy hour close. So uh, next up, we've got John Wick, number two, the photo 
variant originally published in 2018 from dynamite entertainment as we've noted over the past several months photo covers depicting the main character from a popular ip have hit a surge in popularity recently now john wick has been a blockbuster franchise it's already received three sequels since 2014 and john wick 5 confirmed to already be in development around the same time john wick 4 was released now the photo cover from issue number one is already a pricey book at $100 raw and $450 in a 9.8. But that's not this book. The point is, the franchise is a modern juggernaut, creating some steady, heavy-hitting comics in the aftermarket. It's fitting that it would receive a comic adaptation, and issue number two of that run received several variants, including this book with... Old Keanu Reeves as John Wick, front and center. This book recently sold for $375 in a CGC 9.8, the only 9.8 sale in our database. Previously, the high sale on record was achieved by a CGC 9.4 for a paltry, you ready for this? $21.50. Wow. Now, raw copies... So much the same, topping out at about 30 bucks for a reported raw near mint copy earlier this year. Now, the sudden surge is interesting as it happens a month before the release of the John Wick spinoff, the Continental TV series set to hit in September. I'm looking forward to hearing about the Continental. That was always a cool part of that movie. Now, rarely do we see these photo covers climb quite this high, but hey, the Baba Yoga, I thought it was yoga, commands attention. The Baba Yoga. Oh, oh, Tivo, oh, Tivo. One of what I watched last night that now I'm, I'm pulling one of you. I watched this movie with him called um, The 47 Ronin. The Ronin, yeah. Excellent. It's an excellent it samurai fantasy. Oh, so good. It was yeah. so good. You've already seen it? Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, dope, God. though. But things Laura should watch that you should watch is 47 Ronin, where you see uh, it's like, it's this, it, First of all, it's based on a true story, uh, the forty-seven Ronin, right? Wait, actually, um, yeah, but they've—it's been told throughout the years as a fable and changed, and this the movie kind of added more fantasy to it. Oh, but forty-seven Ronin is a real story. I mean, at least the story is real, going back centuries. So if it really happened, I don't know. But it's—it's it's basically, I think, in the beginning of the movie, they even say, you know, based on the story or told the story of the forty-seven Ronin, and now it's. John Wick number two, the photo variant. Nobody gave a shit about photo variants two, even two years ago. I, I have a Han Solo. <clears throat> uh, I have a Star Wars with a Han Solo uh, photo variant on it, but it's Harrison Ford. And I was like, you know what? Eventually, one of these days is got to, you know, kick up. You know, maybe, I, maybe I'm the one that has to sell it. But uh, you ever notice in a John Wick movies that even though people are getting murked left or right in public, nobody really like screens and runs anywhere. <laughs> it's like they're all in on it like even in john wick like uh two or three when uh in john wick three when they were in the club when they were just duking it out and people were just 
dancing and raving out. And in John Wick 2, they were in the kind of subway a car scene, and the people were just walking around. Half of them were assassins, though, but regardless, the other people didn't give a shit. It's almost like they knew, like, you know. Yeah, come on, something. man. The New York subway, they don't give a shit. They're like, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, right? Oh, by the way, there's just some guy, guys trying to stab each other. What about the, the fact that every character he plays is basically interchangeable? It's like the same person, the person from The Matrix is the same guy in John Wick, which is the same guy in The 47 Ronin, which is the same guy from that bus movie what's that it's movie the where they in the comic book too man speed he's a little bit different uh, you know speed, bit, yes yeah speed yeah but, he, he's uh, like well, the same person but i'm not saying it's bad it, it works but it's just it's the same character over and over whoa he doesn't say that though right. that, yeah, that's that's the only one i can think of where it's like okay that's a different character for him all right, yeah, blast lower in the comments if there's a John Wick Johnny movie that Utah. you say John Wick Point is breaks my favorite. Come on. Oh, I've man, never break, break. Utah, give me two. Johnny Utah. <laughs> Johnny, All right, what do you have for number four? All right, this one's great too. Uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, Blood and Thunder number one. This is the gold foil. Uh, take a shot, uh, JB. This is the gold Are we foil doing that? Cover. Are we doing that today? All right, let's do We're it. We're doing shots on foil. Is that the new secret word? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that should be the new tradition of the show. Uh, so this came out from good old Malibu in uh, 1994. Mortal Kombat remains one of the most beloved franchises in video game culture. While the recent film ad adaptation was met with a lukewarm response from critics, fans seemed to enjoy seeing their favorite characters in live action again in a more modern film. Mortal Kombat comics have trended uh, upward for years with a specific few standing out. One of those standouts is the Mortal Kombat number one gold foil variant from Malibu Comics. This past week saw an extremely rare 9.9 .9 sell for $600. Wow. While this is certainly a new high for this book, we also have to take into account the fact that it's a 9.9, which seems like a steal for its finger dinging, uh, which seems like a steal for this finger dinging cover. Watch it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, this particular Malibu series was secure or surely continue seeing love for Mortal Kombat fans as it was the first comics to show the legendary characters uh, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, Raiden, uh, Liu Kang, Kano, and etc. There is a new Mortal Kombat game coming out this year, which looks great, and some installments planned in the film universe. So expect to see an abundance of Mortal Kombat books selling forward. Yeah, it's one of those books I always say it's either 9.8 or it's not. Even the picture that you got is killerly. You got some impressible or unpressable dings on the spine. I mean, yeah, that, but uh, 600 for a 9.9, the graphics incorrect, but the 600 for a 9.9 is nuts. Yeah, so like, that's nothing. Of, that's so cheap. Two degrees of separation. Laura just brought up 47 Ronin. Uh, the okay. same actor who played Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat film was also in 40, 47 Ronin, the Japanese actor. Okay, so uh, the man, the owner of the continental. You have to Japan, narrow it down for me. Which the okay. owner of the J continental of Japan is also Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. He's a famous Japanese actor. He's also in. Uh, oh. uh, I thought you meant the original Scorpion actor from the. No, first no, no. Film. In the new one, the new. That's Mortal what Kombat I was film. thinking. I was like, no, like have you guys ever seen a new Mortal Kombat film? Yeah, I've seen no, it. I saw it. I just, yeah. I just always when I hear Mortal Kombat movie, I think of the first one. Which sucked. I don't care what anybody oh, says. No, that movie fucking sucks. No, it sucks. Tebow. It sucks. The fighting is awful. The only good thing it has going for it is the song. It's it based on a fighting video game. How good is the fighting supposed to be? 
the corny is better than that. Even at the even at the time, oh, fighting man. movies were better than that. But sorry, it was Talisa no. Soto in a little skimpy outfit. I'm good. No, right? I mean, come on, Diva. That was such, that was it's it's iconic. It's one of those films where you know the CGC is not on point, the fighting's not on point, but that's what makes it great. That it's and not, the second no. one, even better. Annihilation. I've been watching. I've been watching martial arts movies since I was, you know in the 70s so i appreciate okay. good fighting so there was only a few good new mortal Kombat i've been watching scene. american ninja movies all week and i love oh that my movie. god those are awful <laughs> oh my god stop it stop it come on man it's... michael dudicock the little white guy just kicking everybody's ass come on <laughs> stop it drunken shakers here we go folks speaks less words than keanu reeves does in his movies yeah stop it all right what do we have next Mm. Is this my turn? No, it's JB. It Laura. Oh, no, it's JB. Oh, no, it is your turn. I'm sorry. Oh, it is? No. Shit. Okay. Wait, is it or not? It's your turn, Laura. Come on, man. Sorry, <laughs> this is your fault. I was I don't okay. Uh number five, one punch man number one from 2019, the San Diego Comic Con exclusive, published by Viz Media. Manga-based properties tend to be a source of debate, debate for many collectors. A popular manga series often have first appearances in manga magazines like Shonen Jump or in digest-sized graphic novels, either in English or in their original language. When a One Punch Man film was announced at Sony Pictures in 2022, fans gravitated toward the property's first traditional comic appearance in the One Punch Man slash My Hero Academia free comic book day edition. However, One Punch Man was first published in Japanese by Shoisha Publishing in 2009 and then translated into English by Viz Media in 2015. The first U.S. version has a massive print run that's pretty difficult to distinguish from additional print runs, and it's quite large. However, years later, in 2019, Viz Media printed this limited edition for San Diego Comic-Con, with a purchase price of $9.99. This week, a copy sold for a new high sale of $412 raw. Damn. The power and popularity of manga right now should not be ignored. Wow. I had no idea. I've I've never gotten in one punch band, to be honest with you. But like yesterday, I was trying to bend some recent like anime mecha-based stuff you know what i mean and there's not yeah. much of it anymore right there used to be a ton of it in the 80s like you know if you think about gundam and, and uh, voltron and all those but i mean if you do find it it's like you know on crunchyroll or something like that, that which is uh crunchyroll is like one of the online streamers that specific does a lot of like animation um uh, anime specifically um because one of my uh favorite and craziest animes just came out with a season two on Netflix. Things that TiVo watched that you should watch. <laughs> dun, dun, it's dun. called Bastard the Heavy Metal Stories. Uh, it is absolutely bonkers, damn near pornographic at times. The heavy uh, metal stories, like from the from the movie Heavy Metal, or so uh, it's here, magazine heavy. It metal? has nothing to do with that, actually. So is this like biographies it's of called, heavy metal fans? It's called Bastard Heavy Metal Dark Fantasy. And so basically, um, the person that just random words thrown together that doesn't make any sense. Well, it's Japanese, so it was ran, it was made first as a manga and then an anime. And the apparently, the art, the creator was heavy in the heavy metal. So when you watch the <laughs> when you watch the show, there's interesting th things they throw in there, like all of a sudden you see the name of uh, 
a musician in a, in a metal band or a song from a metal band. You, you know what? It, it, it's just these kind of it's it, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic future where, of course, everything goes back to kind of like Japanese feudal times where there's samurai and sorcerer and monsters and demons and and the main villain's name is Dark Schneider of all things, right? It's named for somebody, but it's on Netflix right now season two. Oh, um, from D. Snyder. Exactly, yeah. So it's, it has all these interesting names. Um, so there's a lot of like, uh, there's a Japanese word for for a fan service where they show half-naked women on it. Uh, really? Which I was shocked to have it appeared on Netflix. Well, hold, well, excuse me. So just showing half naked women is just for the fans. Well, there's a, it's called Ichi or something. There's a Japanese word for it where they're not fully nude, but they, they show a lot of cleavage and this and that. I know you, some of you, it, anime, yeah, it looks like my Instagram feed. You, and my hentai picture, what I'm talking about. It's not full blown anime, hentai, but it's just, there's, there's, I didn't know there were so many subgenres of anti. Once you start, like you know, looking at bastard, you know, the the comic the manga is far more um, revealing, uh, explicitly revealing it's as opposed edgy. to it is edgy. Edgy. It is etchy. Yeah, see, I'm right, etchy. See, I'm not a perv. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, but it's also the story is pretty fun. It's it's not like childish anime. It's pretty violent. It's pretty dark. It's a, it's called heavy metal dark fantasy for a reason. But there you go. Check it out. It's on Netflix. What are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do? All right. What do we have for number seven? Sleep. I don't know. Tivo. Maybe sleep. Uh, sleep is, a good sleep idea. is overrated. <laughs> you sleep when you're uh, dead. Wait, isn't this number six though, not seven? Or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, this is number seven. I'm on number and JB. Seven. I practiced one this one thinking it was mine, so you better nail it. Uh, number six. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. I've already practiced it a couple times, but TiVo, see, it still has the wrong graphic up. He's working on it, but you know what? TiVo, you're muted. There it's you right go, now. folks. I'll if you had that right on now, your bingo man, card tonight, right make sure now. you take a shot because that's one of the ones we use most often. You really need to make that bingo card and put it on the Instagram or something. I got to get the bingo card up on the I'd Instagram. I'd play that. That'd be fun. is definitely on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Don't mess up, baby. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. <clears throat> I'll probably mess up the name right off the bat, too. At the, would you like to read this, Laura? I mean, no. if you practice it, I would love to hear how no. well you have practiced this. He's Does like anybody else in the chat want to hear Laura no, read this? No, I want to hear you Laura, read it. You know what? Since you've practiced this one already, I will defer to you. Go ahead, Laura. Take it away. Fine. Regular show. Skips number one. Matthew Waite, 2014. Emerald City Comic Con. Boom Studios, 2013. Exclusive. Boom. Do you want, now you want to do the rest? I did the title. <laughs> Right. Regular Show Skips is a spin-off comic series based on the popular animated television show Regular Show, okay. focusing on the character Skips, the immortal Yeti groundskeeper of the park. The comic delves into his past and presents new adventures. Written and illustrated by the show's creator, J.G. Quintel, along with Matt Rupert, this comic offers fans a deeper look into Skip's history and his experiences before and during the time at the park. With its witty humor and character-driven storytelling, regular show Skip's adds an extra layer of enjoyment for fans of the original show while offering new insights into one of its beloved characters. However, the spinoff was very niche for a comic collector's. Artist Matthew Waite is most notable for creating some of the best and most expensive video game homage covers like, 
You ready for these? Deadpool issue number 11, that Hastings Mario homage, and the Cobra Kai issue number three NES Karate Kid homage. His depiction of Mike Tyson's punch out for one of Boom's 2014 East Coast Comic Con exclusives. It's absolutely fantastic and it's impossible to find. Yet we tracked a huge jump in price from previous sales of only $6 to this $150 sale for a near mint raw this week. Now expect this to continue to increase. Damn, you nailed it. Not a single mistake. Well done. Well done. Ah, I was waiting. Ah, you nailed very it. Very well done. So regular skips, regular show skips number one, which is an interesting title in itself from uh, 2014 Emerald City Comic Con for uh, Raw Dog, 150 Bones. So I'm proud to say I played my, my punch out in the arcade and finished it on one quarter. Because it took a while, but I was able to, I was able to finish. Wow! It, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Shall we do a, a little trivia in the live chat for this? trivia in the live chat? I love a little trivia. Yes, yeah. Who's the last person you fight on the Mike Tyson Punch Out? Ooh, does anybody in the win. live chat win the game? Know? Wait, are they going to win a prize? Oh, okay. Do I need to get a starting line for this? Yeah, they win a, a prize. Let's get a prize going on air. Who is the last person that you face? In Punch Out. Timothy says Mike Tyson. Is, Wait, that right? is it Punch no, Out or that's... Mike Tyson's Punch Out? No, Punch Out. Because okay. that, yeah, They're I'm talking all about Punch Mike Out. Tyson. That's easy. That's the NES version. We're talking about Wait, the original. Sandman. Is it Sandman? Oh my God. Are you, you're not supposed to be in this. No, I'm not. No, someone chat. wrote it in the chat. All right, yeah, it's Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> why are you giving away the answer? What are you giving away the answer for? That. All right, Laura's gonna send you a Laura's gonna send you one special comic. The Gabe already bounced out. He's like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm out yeah. here. No, once it became out on Nintendo, then it was it was Mike Tyson's Punch Out. But when it was in the arcade, it was just called Punch Out, and you would fight you know random dudes like uh, Pistol Hurricane and Glass Joe, uh, you know, and all these other uh, weird dudes, you know. So, uh, but Sandman was like the last one that you would fight. Uh, Will Wang, job. congratulations to you. Make sure to reach out to Laura at Bird City Comics. And they're going to send you just uh, one copy right. of the new World Tree that's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, but definitely DM us, otherwise I will forget. Yeah, yeah you must yeah, yeah. send a message. Yeah. So, uh, all right, Gabe's back now. He was discussing with this, but uh, what do we have at number seven? <laughs> Whoops, we kind of related to it, but it's all good. Uh, so, yeah, number seven uh, Simpsons One Shot Wonders. Ralph Wiggum Comics number one news. Uh, this is a newsstand. Print is dead uh, from Bongo Comics 2012. Uh, if you ever dug through a box of Simpsons comics, you'll likely come across the direct edition of this issue. However, uh, there were five different covers of this, and and each features a different quote bubble. For example, the direct edition states, "I'm a comic book." Uh, a B cover, uh, its word bubble is, it's my first tissue. And a C cover comes with, I'm in mint conditioner. And then two very hard to find newsstands that states, Ralph means throw up in this particular cover. Daddy says print is dead. These two newsstands are exceptionally tough to find today. In 11 years, they're practically ghosts. The throw-up cover was an exclusive purchase on the comic rack at Toys R Us. 
and this print is dead was only available at Barnes and Noble. Wow. 2011 was close to the end of the new standard edition, hence, hence their scarcity. To add to the scarcity, Bongo had a contest around this issue, asking fans to find all five covers and email a picture holding all the covers. The winner, Sam Young, won the prize of being featured as a Simpsons character in any Simpsons comic of their choice. He chose Simpsons Comics 197. This week is the first time we've ever seen a sale for The Print is Dead with a raw sale of $120. That's kind of anticlimactic. Um, we've tracked one sale of the throw-up cover at a dollar in, in 2022. This is a great example of sellers listing these while having no clue to their scarcity and high value. To that point, these are great books to look for in the wild, but pay close attention to these various phrases. So I'm assuming this is Sam Young here, this guy that gets a burger shoved in his face or whatever. I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Claim to fame. We always say, hey, you sent us picture. They actually did it back then. They actually told you to take a picture with all the covers and proof of life. Send your prize. Proof of life, you know. Hey, we're so we weren't the ones that started it, but we perfected it. I'm just kidding. All right. uh, Ralph Wigan, comics number one, newsstand print is dead. Bongo from 2012. Wow. Wasn't that telling? That's what to put on your eBay save list. Yeah. I mean, I would never guess Ralph Wiggum, but go figure. Anyway, what do we have for number eight? All right, number eight, we have Spyro, number Damn. 1071. It's an unknown publisher from 1958. Spyro is listed as an unknown UK publisher, but CGC has it down as Edition Dupuis SA, a well Belgian-based publisher still in existence today. Jean Dupuis started the comic and magazine company in 1922, but it has since been sold and changed hands. Spyro is a famous European comic strip created in 1938 that follows the fantastical stories of Spyro, the main character, and his sidekick, Ventaggio. The most substantial claim to fame for Belgium's rubber stamp on popular culture, however, don't forget the beer and the chocolate, are those lovable characters known as the Smurfs. And this no book shit. features their first appearance. 1981 was the year that the Smurfs started their North American revolution and catapulted these blue characters into a cultural phenomenon. Earlier this week, we had a top sale of $1,500 for a CGC 9.0. It came through in a Valentine's Day 2025 release date approaching soon. Paramount is hoping for this to be the comeback for the franchise. I grew up with the Smurfs. This is amazing. You crushed that read, Lori. You killed the French accent. And I had no idea this was the first appearance of the Smurfs. Yeah, Lagerstyle says he has he has it in a 6.0. Wow, that's wow. incredible. I had no idea. Do we yeah, need proof of life on that one? Do we need that's proof of life? life. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I think so. yeah. People don't realize how Post much this of on his... social media. Please tag L O T L B the hashtag yeah. so that we can. Yeah, people don't realize how much the French and the British have been in comic book history, especially British writers. But in France, you had Mobius, very famous uh, French artist, right? You know, most people I love Mobius. When, yeah, yeah, when he did uh, Server Surfer, right? When he did it for that epic, I think it was an epic imprint, right? Mobius was a very, there's a famous line in a movie, um, things that you should watch that TV was watched called um, Dun Dun Dun. Take a shot. That submarine movie <laughs> with Denzel Washington um, and uh, Hunt for Red October. 
No, that's that's the other one. That's Jack Ryan. Crimson Tide. So Crimson Tide, two sailors are having an, uh, uh, an argument over who is the better Silver Surfer artist. Is it Mobius or is it Jack Kirby? Mm. Right? So Denzel breaks up the fight and he says, and everybody knows that Jack Kirby is the king. Of, and so it's just a little moment in this tense scene inside this submarine where his two sailors are, are arguing about a comic book. And you know that whoever wrote this was new new comics because he brought up Silver Surfer Mobius and they brought up Jack Kirby Mobius. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. A geek within a espionage submarine movies called uh, so Crimson Tide. By the way, you should definitely check it. I have this thing for submarine movies. I love submarine movies. I don't know why, but U five seven one. Yep, Das Boot too. Das Boot U five seven one. Yeah. Uh, recently, I saw a French one where the this guy had there there he had to detect a submarine that was undetectable to sonar, but he had really good ears so he could hear it. Yeah, it was <laughs> really good too. How yeah. about a uh, Periscope's up? I, is that the com- the comedy one? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's like the vein of like all those uh, the the loon, like airplane films, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a um, yeah, like a Naked Gun kind of thing. Yeah, does the abyss you're not serious. No, the abyss doesn't count. Because it's not even hitting. Yeah, that totally counts. That's totally underwater. They have to yeah, go first. That's underwater. We're talking like submarines fighting once another, submarines battling. I mean, James Cameron just has a fucking boner for anything underwater. So that's, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, uh, we have for number nine. Oh, yeah. Look at that. My favorite. Well, I'm serious and don't call me Shirley. All right. At number nine, final read of the night. By the way, shout out to the chat tonight. And I appreciate you guys hanging more. out with us. If you're uh, enjoying tonight's show, make sure to hit that thumbs up. If you're watching us on the rewind, and our rewind chat is, I mean, our rewind crowd is is very, very strong. JB, we only we have really 21 do thumbs you. up, though. And there's 87 people watching. And we only have yeah, 21. There's only up. 21 thumbs yeah, up? No way. Yeah. You got to refresh the screen. No. There's no way there's only 21 I thumbs swear. up. I swear. With the 87 that we have in this crowd right now? Yeah. No way, man. This is a strong crowd. There's no way they're going to do us like that. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Next up, final read of the night for me. We got Vamps versus wolves issue number four oh shit the peach momoko variants oh you know i'm not mad about this one because this doesn't look like peach momoko to me all right well originally so, published i'm not gonna play the you know. 19 from unknown comics now starters got a kick well something like that from our pals over at kickstarter we have a crowd funded book on the report this week inked up by the super popular peach momoko now vamps versus wolves is about (laughs) well if you're team edward or team jacob you get the gist of it scott blair the independent mastermind behind this backer project managed to create five books in total to round out this story vamps versus wolves final battle Ended the series with five episodes instead of the pledge six. I guess it was important that we mentioned that. I don't know why, but we did. Well, because they paid for Ooh. five. They only got they only got five out of six. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's kind Kickstarter for six and only got five. All right. Well, there you go. Um, 239 peeps actually coughed up. You ready for this? Good Lord. 239 people coughed up $26,704 to get this printing press into their long boxes. Pretty much anything Momoko is a commodity these days, especially 
when it's limited to only 100 copies, regardless of who the publisher is. This particular copy went for $300 raw this week, which is the highest sale currently in this category. Considering the rarity of this book, it's interesting to note that there are already 20 recorded sales, and it is continually an upward trend. So, Bishpomoko, uh, Advanced Word of Wolves, number four, Bishpomoko variant. This is... I don't know if I can say Peach Momoko has a style. I thought she had a style, but she changes it up. And if you were to tell me this is a Peach Momoko variant, I wouldn't believe you, right? It doesn't look anything like, you know. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed her, it. I would not have guessed done. it. Maybe kind of because of the watercolor. But I'll tell you I what, know. I can take that Mustang on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Everything Wanda. she does is watercolor. Yeah. Yeah, I still like the, uh, is it the uh, magic cover that she did for? Uh, yeah, that one's fantastic. Academy? Yeah, that one yeah. that one stands apart for me. So, all right, last one on the list, boys and girls. So stick around. We're going to give away some stuff. All right, last one of the night is. Well, that's an over. <laughs> this, is, yeah. uh, this is Zip Jet number one from our favorite publisher, St. John Comics, uh, 1953. Zip, zip, zip Jet. A short-lived title from St. John's only produced two issues. However, Rocket Man has become a beloved historical icon who recently returned to our hearts with a Rocket Man and Rocket Girl. For the past 80 years, many people have taken on the concept of rocket-powered flying mechanisms to either stop or create chaos. Uh, created as a tribute to Rocket Man, the Rocketeer, created by Dave Stevens, has gained renewed interest of late and remains one of the most well-known similar characters. However, most people associate the original concept with Scoop Comics number one in 1941. A new high sell of the CGC 6.0 of Zip Jet number one recently sold for $1,350, doubling the previously high sell record. Surprisingly, there are only 50 graded copies on the census, which means that Cal or Car Martin still sparks interest amongst collectors. Wow. So I would have never. Uh, so, yeah, I was just thinking about Rocketeer and and uh, Jennifer Connelly when you when you brought that up, because she was absolutely gorgeous in that film. Uh, oh, Rocketeer is still one of my favorite uh, films. I mean, back then when Rocketeer came out, nobody gave a shit about the Dave Stevens comic. You know, back then when movies came out, it was they didn't move comics at all. But it's a fun pulp comic kind of thing takes place i think in the 30s or 40s guy straps on a rocket he has to save and um famously enough one james uh, timothy dalton who played james bond at one time that plays the bet the villain in this but it's uh it's directed by the great the great joe johnson who did uh, captain america the first adventure he also did the uh the rocketeer if you haven't seen that i highly suggest you watch the rocketeer it's good good old-fashioned fun i think the movie came out in the late 80s early 90s but i mean it's one it's in the mold of indiana jones kind of this type of adventure films like you know fighting nazis or pre-nazi pre-nazi germany pre-world war ii so like a rocket pack back then was like high-tech shit you know what i'm saying so all right let's see what you're gonna get this uh winner is gonna get a batch of bird city comics variants that tivo has been sitting on and uh no 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 this is world tree oh yeah world tree yeah this okay, is just what we said on. All right. 
we're, we're sticking to it. This is for World Tree. And I'm making a note now, too, so we don't forget, because we won't have them in our store for, like, another four weeks. So, yeah, you you're going you to have World to hang Tree's out been. a little bit. Can you tell me who the artist is? Yeah, it's Will Shrikey, and he is one of the most phenomenal colored pencil. Like, he spends this, this cover in particular that we're talking about tonight, he spent, like, 40 hours developing. It's pretty cool. That's a mm. lot for a cover artist, yeah. Yeah. I got a question for you, Laura. If yeah. you're part of the text line, will you get a text when this cover comes out? Great question, JB. Yes. In fact, <laughs> you will. If you are sub to our exclusive text line, you will get an alert. And keep in mind, when you respond to those, they go directly to mine and Anthony's cell phones. So respond. There you go. If you want to strike up a chat with <laughs> Anthony and Laura, go ahead and type the word exclusive. Now he can't creep. You never know who you are. You know who you are, you freaks. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and let's kick start and let's see who wins this world tree here. You don't want to reload? Two, okay, no time. So we, we got two we, winners this week, everybody right? enough time. By the way, Will Wang was the other winner, wasn't it? Yeah, I took a note of his name already. So yeah. we got him. If you're watching this on the rewind, make sure to comment your favorite cover in the chat because we like to use the comments from that show to give away books. We may not do it next Tuesday. We may do it next yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. I'll give away a batch of Bird City on how TiVo feels. Okay. Just saying. I have a, a batch of Bird City comics that I can give away. We've got 48 comments, and the winning comment tonight comes from. The tiger. tiger and the comment is my grandpa can't even go to the bathroom on his own. Never mind being Batman. And if you remember, Grandpa was the name of an artist grandpa. on one of the covers. Grandpa. But everybody was running with it and they were leaving grandpa jokes inside the live chat. I was yeah. like, it's grandpa. It's not grandpa. <laughs> Maybe some people call them the grandpas. You know, they're they're Congratulations, Congratulations the tiger. Reach out to TiVo and Laura. Actually, just reach out to Laura on this one. Yeah. Uh, but leave a comment after this video post because I still have a, a stack full of books that you get and everybody who's liked them so far, you're, you're going to get like uh, Battle Chasers, yes. uh, Last Ronin, yes. um, some other shit too. So oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> shit, who knows? Yeah, I have it in a box cool somewhere. Shit. I'd go to the I would go to the post office right now, but I'd melt. So it's so fucking hot. It's yeah, disgustingly it hot. Rough. Yeah. Speaking of hot, Laura, oh. say good. Say uh, your last words for the people. Uh, yeah, thanks guys for tuning in. This is always my favorite show of the week. It's just so much fun. So thank you for being here. Give it a thumbs up and make sure you're following these amazing guys on Instagram. All three of their feeds have become one of my little guilty pleasures. I stalk all three of you. So speaking of cool. stalking your guilty pleasures, Gabe, say what's good to the people or later <laughs> to the people. Last words to the people. Yeah, it's uh, cool. We're not even going to see what's shaking today because let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, let's start yeah. the show all over again. Yeah. Hey, everybody, coming up number one today is Bongo Comics. B for Bongo. <laughs> uh have and a good night everybody see you guys next week all right jb any last words yeah i'm gonna take up like five no yeah. thanks for joining us tonight if you enjoyed the show make sure you give us a thumbs up please follow me on instagram please follow laura not only on instagram but go check out neary nirvana you guys are killing it you're just thank killing you. it the channel. You. you guys are awesome gabe thanks for joining us tonight tivo you're the best as always, don't forget we had a good time. Peace. Also, there's a <laughs> there's a, a documentary on uh, on uh, Netflix. Take a shot. You said documentary. Here we go. About about <laughs> in the early eighteen late 
early early 1900s where they were experimenting New Guinea with uh, artificially inseminating apes with human sperm. Send that here? to Gabe on Instagram because he wants to know the title of it and wants to see it. I only saw oh. part of it and I was disturbed as shit. Oh, there goes my DMs. I'm going to get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome right. to my life, Gabe. Welcome to my life. Yeah. <laughs> for, yes, for, I can only imagine. For Gabe, JB, and Laura, this is T Boat C Tuesday. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace. <laughs>